Welcome to the Ambitious Introvert Podcast, created especially for introverts, empaths, and highly sensitive entrepreneurs to help you build, grow, and scale a successful, sustainable business. I'm your host, Emma Louise Parks, business and mindset coach for ambitious introverts. After 17 years working as an air traffic controller, the ultimate fast-paced, high-stimulus, extrovert-friendly role My mission now is to show introverts that they too can create big results and success because of who they are, not in spite of it. I focus on introvert-friendly business and marketing strategy to help you switch overwhelm for clarity, confidence, and clients. Today, I'm talking with Laura O'Hagan, a mindset coach and business strategist. Laura works with coaches and consultants to master their mindset, get visible, sign clients, and make more money. Whether they're brand new to business, pivoting their existing business to include coaching or looking to scale to six figures and beyond. Laura herself grew her six-figure business in just 18 months while working under 25 hours a week with two small kids. She's a certified coach and a chartered accountant. Her corporate experience included being business advisor and management consultant working at a top global accounting firm and a number of listed Australian companies. Yet another epitome of The Ambitious Introvert. Laura, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. All the way from down under. All the way from down under, can you tell with the accent? (laughs) (laughs) So Laura and I connected about six months ago and I took one of her Nail Your Niche free sessions. Niching for introverts is famously difficult and it was definitely something that held me back in my business for the longest time. And I know Laura has had similar experience. So today we're going to talk about niching, why it's important and how it can really accelerate your business growth. So Laura, how did you come to do these sessions? What was it about niching that you got so passionate about? Oh, good question. So I think I had the experience personally, like you said, I just started out with a very broad niche and I started to see how difficult that made growing my business and marketing myself. So as I really refined that and started to see how much easier it made my job in my business and how much easier it made growing that business and connecting with my ideal clients and having conversations with them and just understanding them. I started to see more and more the importance of the niche. So I got really excited about it because I had so many people coming to me, especially as coaches, the industry is growing. And so many people are training as coaches, want to be coaches. And coaching is an area where once you know the skills, you can really help so many different people. And so many people were coming to me and not being clear on their niche And I could see how hard it was making their business for them. It was so hard to market themselves. It's so hard to create content and communicate and make offers to their people. So I really nailed in on that was like one of the very first steps in growing a successful business is getting that niche and making it narrow. So that's how I kind of landed there. And that's, yeah, exactly as you said, how we connected. So from my point of view, I'd got all of this different experience online and offline, and I knew the certifications I'd got and the skills I'd got. And especially because I'm from an NLP background, Mm. I was very much, I can help anyone, you know, limiting beliefs, (laughs) timeline therapy, all of this, you know, do you want to lose weight? Do you want to quit smoking? Do you want to grow your business? It it doesn't matter what you want. Like I have the tools here to help you. But from a marketing point of view, that's a disaster. 
Mm. It makes it so hard. Like I like to look at it from the the side of you as the business owner or like me as the business owner, marketing to 20 different problems, 20 different groups of people at a time makes your job so hard. And what I've seen time and time again is um, I support a lot of my clients with creating content. And when you're writing content at a general problem level, like just say with NLP, where it's like, I can help you with limiting beliefs so you can change any habit. That is so different to if you are showing up and saying, I can help you with the mindset to lose those final five kilos, or I can show up with the mindset to help you go for that promotion and get it in your career or whatever it is your people want. So as soon as you nail that, your whole marketing process gets so much easier. And that was the thing that sold me. I just started to say like, hey, (laughs) this is making my job a lot easier And people are so much more connected to me. They're understanding how I can help them. And that's exactly what I see with my clients, the people in my community. So I really love that flip in terms of like, yes, we can help so many people and different people can still be drawn into you, but making your marketing process easy for yourself comes from like picking one group of people and one problem that you can solve with them and telling them all about it. And I completely get that because content creation used to be a nightmare for me. Mm -hmm. I would sit there, blank screen. I would sometimes be lucky if I could write one piece of content in a week and I would put it out and it did nothing. And as soon as I got so clear on the messaging, so clear on the niche, who I was talking to, what problem I was solving, I can do probably five pieces of content in about an hour. And I'm exactly. constantly getting inspired. I'm constantly out for a walk and I'm like, oh, I must remember that. That would be a great piece of content. Yes. And that's what I see so often. So I encourage all of my clients and for myself too, like you should be able to sit down and write your content in like an hour a week. Like that's what I talk about. That's what really helped me grow my business in 25 hours a week type thing is because I sat down and nailed my content in 60 minutes and moved on to other tasks for the week. When you know those people and you're thinking about what's going on for them, what are the problems they're facing? I'm doing this in my day. How is that happening for them in their day? It makes the whole content creation process so much easier. So I can, I totally agree with you because I used to just be like, what the heck am I going to write about when it came to sitting down? It's like, I can help people with this or that. So how do I even write content to kind of speak to all of that? But once you really narrow in, that whole process becomes so much easier. And like, how much time are you saving doing that? It's incredible. And then also you get this laser focused content where people do reach out because of your bio or because of your content. I put a piece of content into a group on Facebook and I booked three calls from cold leads from that one piece of content. And I wrote it in 10 minutes because it was authentically my experience with struggling with my bio and it obviously resonated with people. So if it hadn't been that specific, it may have got a few likes, but no one would have booked a call. Exactly. And it's so good to just see like when you're in their head, they're going to reach out. When they see that you can solve the problem that they're facing, they're going to reach out. And that really happens when you get specific, right? Like with that thing about the bio, it's so specific. Whereas if you kind of said all these different problems that you could be having, you try and write at that higher level, 
no one kind of sees themselves in it. So I love that example where it's like one thing that you can write in five or 10 minutes can generate so many new inquiries, so many new people interested in your business because you're speaking to them. And when they read it, they feel that it's like, this was for me. And I think what's really important, something that I was a bit concerned about with niching is, oh, I'll niche down and I'll just be doing the same thing over and over again. And I'll only get people doing this. And a lot of my focus is now on marketing and messaging Mm -hmm. and niching. And I thought, oh, I'll just be helping people to niche and write their bio and plan their content and that's it. Then they'll disappear and someone else will come and I'll do the same all over again. And I won't get to use all these amazing tools like NLP yes. and EFT and you know my strategic life coaching. And that's not true at all because I feel like this niche is like a little door that opens. Yes. And then you start to work with people and people still need further support with all of the other things as well. 100%. Like... That is so important because I've had this conversation with a number of people and it's something I've thought about myself a lot too, is there's no way we can ever capture in like a couple of sentences the power of all the different things we could help our clients with, right? But when, like you said, when that door opens, when they get that peek inside, they want to come in and they get to start to experience some of the other things. So even if they're coming to you on niching and marketing, they're going to have mindset challenges. They're going to have things coming up. And that's when you start to almost surprise and delight them and over deliver by saying like, here are these things that you weren't expecting that I can help you with. And when people experience that, they want more and they stay with you. So I think that's so good that like realizing that a niche doesn't tie you into doing one or two things or like, you know, make your work super repetitive It's just the gateway for people to find you and say, she's my person. And then you get to like really experience that, like all the different things we can do in our business. I think it's crazy to think all of the different things I do with my clients and all of the work that we do. Like I could never write that up in like a one-liner, but they find me because they resonate with that niche and what I can help them do. And then they see all of those other things that are kind of above and beyond what they're expecting. Yeah, 100%. We think we're closing the door to so many people, but in fact, Mm. you're opening the door to the right people. Exactly. And like, and actually deeper, more powerful work, right? Like, I think that's what you're saying is once you get the right people in there, you get to serve them in so many different ways and help them in so many different ways that the work's even more enjoyable because you're getting the right people in and really getting that chance to work deeply with them instead of kind of almost skimming the surface of so many different people that, you know, you're almost figuring out all the different people if you go wide because everyone's coming to you with slightly different variations and slightly different problems. And not to say that everyone's exactly the same when they, they come to you with a niche, but you get to really go deeper in the work. And I think like, it's so exciting to do that. I think the power of the niche as well is from a biopsychology point of view, if you land on someone's bio and mm. they are perfect for you, you know, you're their ideal client and you read it, you already emotionally connect. Yes. It's already that wow, that boom. There's, there'll be a word or something in there that just makes you go, yes. And you've already made that connection and you don't know that person. Mm. So you start working with them on such a such a kind of deeper connection already. Whereas like you say, if it's just a general message about mindset or something, you're like, oh yeah, this might be nice. I need this maybe. And that, that becomes the challenge of, you know, 
bringing people into. It's like, maybe I need this, maybe I not, maybe I don't. When they hit that emotion that you said, like, you know, when you just spark an emotion or you're, you're the buyer and you see something and you just get this feeling, right? Like you want to know more, you want to lean in, you want to take a step closer to that person. Like that's the power of the niche, which those general comments, it might be like, oh, that sounds good. Or maybe that is what I need. Maybe it's not. When you hit that emotion, your job becomes so much easier. People come to you already knowing they want to work with you or knowing they want to experience what you have to offer instead of saying, I'm not sure if you're the right person for me, but tell me a bit more about what you do, right? Such a different experience. Yeah, completely different connection from like the second Mm. they read it, really. So I love that. It's had all these great effects on your business, on my business, on your clients. Like you say, you know, you tell them to niche and then they find it frees up the time. It makes that content creation so much easier. It just enables your clients to find you. And I'm so glad that you've been able to share that with us because niching is something that I am a huge proponent of now. And thank you for your help in that. Ah, you're so welcome. So, As I said at the start, you are the epitome of an ambitious introvert. You've had this Mm. amazing corporate career. You've built a six-figure business part-time with two kids running around at home during a pandemic. Yeah, also. (laughs) And uh, I just want to talk a bit about how, as successful, ambitious introverts in corporate, we sometimes Mm. think it can be really easy to come online and build a business, and that really it's not. Mm. You know, there are so many yeah. different challenges to a corporate role. So I'd love you to tell us a little bit about your experience and how you found building the online business. Yeah, I, I think it's such a great question because <laughs> as someone who kind of had moved up the ladder in my career and worked for some big organizations and, you know, did management consulting and I'm a chartered accountant and I'd kind of done all these hard things and really achieved a certain level of success, I thought it was going to be really easy. <laughs> It's like, well, I've done all of these things. This should be really easy. And not to say that it's hard, but there were things that I just hadn't um, realized I would have to learn from the start, right? And I think as you move up your career in um, the corporate world or whatever area that you're in, you know, you may have spent five or 10 years like moving up the ladder and kind of learning new skills and mastering those things. And when I came to the online space, yes, a lot of them were transferable, but there are a lot of new things which I hadn't really factored in that I had to learn. And I think that realization that we, it's not that we're necessarily starting from the beginning, but we're starting maybe a few steps back than where we were. And I think as ambitious entrepreneurs and business people, we really almost think of it like it will be a sideways leap. And I think sometimes there's a bit of a, just a bit of a little bit of a backward step as we learn a whole bunch of new skills and you can propel so much further ahead than you probably ever thought you could in your corporate career. But that was a challenge for me in terms of learning new things like technology and um, social media. I never really had to do social media when I was a management consultant, right? Like I never had to write this type of content. I wrote a hundred page accounting reports about (laughs) all kinds of very fun and interesting things. And so, you know, yes, the writing skills are transferable, but you learn a new style. So I think that can be challenging in terms of like when we're really ambitious and we know where we're going to almost leap into a new learning curve, I think can be a bit of a challenge. And it definitely was for me, but 
so worth it. So love what I do now um, versus the corporate career. Not that there was anything wrong with it, but I just love this so much more. So I think that's one of those challenges that can be a little bit unexpected. And when we're so used to succeeding and achieving and, you know, meeting expectations and exceeding expectations, that can be a little bit of um, a mindset wobble when we're like, oh, I don't necessarily know all these things that I'm not used to not knowing what to do, right? So that was definitely a challenge for me. I have a client at the moment who's an interior designer and she has come from a corporate background, you know, where she was very successful in a very prestigious job and she wants to do something for love now. So she's, Mm. you know, learned this interior design and she said, I just thought I had to learn to be an interior designer. And then I got online Uh, and I realized that I needed to be a marketer and a mm. copywriter and a social media manager and a business owner and understand my accounts and CEO. Yeah. And I think it's all these different roles that people don't take into account because I had been coaching offline for so many years before I bought Mm. it online last year. Yeah. I knew I was a good coach. I'd got this experience. I was like, oh yeah, this will be easy. But then I'm like, whoa, how do I make a graphic? Or what, I've got to go on video? What are you talking about? (laughs) Totally. That's so true, actually. That really highlights something for me is that in corporate, right, we're very um, technical experts, right? We've like gone into an area. So for example, I worked in management consulting. So I was the consultant, but someone else did the invoicing and someone else did you know, like our brand marketing and someone else did all these other things and someone else organized the events. And then you come into business and you're like, oh, I do all the roles. And I think that was a bit of a um, shock for me is that I was so used to business strategy and I love that. And then I was like, oh, I have to be the marketing person too, <laughs> as well as the coach. And I think you're, what you said really hits home is like, you can be an excellent coach. You can be excellent at interior design. You can be excellent at whatever it is you need to do or like what the service you provide. But yeah, you have to learn some of those other skill sets and you have to actually learn to love them, right? Because your business isn't going to grow if you don't learn to love marketing, if you don't learn to love different aspects of your business that that it requires you to do. Yeah. If you don't love content creation and you're not doing it on a consistent basis, then you're probably going to struggle to find (gasps) leads. Yes. Oh, consistent content. That's one of, the, one of the most, I would say, common things I get to talk to people about. It's like, if you say you hate doing that process, you're actually saying that you hate marketing and connecting with your ideal clients. And that's going to make it really hard. So I think we need to find ways to make it fun, to learn, to love it and embrace it. And at least say like, this is something my business wants me to do. And if I want to be a coach or an interior designer or a consultant or something else, I've also got to learn to be a marketer because that's the thing that gets me what I want. hundred percent. And I used to come from that, oh, content creation place. Like this is <laughs> hard. <laughs> and the niche in helped because it gave focus. But I think I was doing it out of, a, from well, from a place of, oh, I have to do this. And then I changed it very much to putting an intention behind it. Like, I'm going to write this piece of content because there's someone out there that needs to hear this. And there's someone out there that it will connect with. And that person may need me. So I'm writing this for their benefit, not because I have to. 
is such a powerful shift, right? And I think as um, introverts, like we don't want to be visible. <laughs> like I know that was for me, like I didn't want to have my face out there. I didn't want to be kind of seen and putting myself out there. And that was such a big shift for me. And people will laugh when they see like my Instagram feed and my Facebook group now, like, they're like what? Like you didn't like doing this stuff. But that was the way that I shifted exactly as you said. I think that's so important. It's like, how can I help someone? If we want to do our business to help someone to make an impact, then we can look at all those tasks that we need to do as like, this is an opportunity for me to connect. This is an opportunity for me to help someone create a shift or implement something in their business or get a result, right? And that is so powerful. That really helps get over some of those challenges, I think, as introverts that we have about putting ourselves out there. But when we flip that to like, how can I help someone? How can I get this in front of someone and create a change for them? It's super powerful. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. The first time you do anything unfamiliar or out of your comfort zone, it's going to take a lot longer. It's going to feel really unnatural. Like we were discussing about, you know, showing up on video or writing content and then three years down the line, it's just part of your 25 hour work week. You just, yes. you know, come in, do it. It's, it's done On to the next thing. Yes. And like I was saying to you before, like, it's so funny where people who follow me and, you know, who are in my community, they can't believe the fact that I once had such a fear about going live. Like I was saying to you, I just the first time I ever decided to go live, I sat there talking myself in and out of it for about an hour until I was like, I'm either going to do this or I need to get away from this computer because I had so much fear around it. And I think you're so right. Like everything we do the first time is going to feel so tricky or, you know, challenging or, you know, all of those things whenever we do something new and it just becomes our daily bread and butter. So I think like- that is just so important to recognize that we're, you know, putting yourself out there, sharing a photo with the, of you with your content, you know, graduating to going live, doing a webinar, you know, doing a podcast, whatever it is, like all of those things are going to feel uncomfortable initially. But like as an introvert, I think it's our job to like continuously find that edge and push it because we're capable of so much more than we think, right? Yeah. And as much as we all want to sit there sometimes and not, not do anything, not speak to anyone, not put ourselves out there, it's that consistency, I think, that's really, really key in continually growing a business. Exactly. And like recognizing like, hey, I want the result. I want to help people. I want to grow my business. So the challenge for me is to find my comfort zone and stretch it a little bit to grow and get that result I want. I love that. We've got to respect our introversion, but you've also got to push that ambition. Yes. Yeah. Find the balance. Right. So I think where like protect your energy and be cautious of that and know where you are going against your natural energy, but also recognizing that that can be different to fear of just doing something new. Right. So like just distinguishing between the two is really important. Everything you want is on the other side of fear, as they say. Bingo. (laughs) So Laura, before we wrap up, I just want to ask you if you could recommend one single book to any ambitious introvert, whatever stage of business they're at, what would you tell Mm -hmm. them to read? My favorite, like the book that just changed things to me. And it's um, something I give to all of my clients. So that's how much I recommend it is Jen Sincero. You are a badass at making money. It's like, 
it's just so good. Like, and it's just so accessible. And I think whatever stage you're at, there are gems to glean out of that. And I've read a lot of books, but something about that one, I was just like, yes, this is the one that changed me and helped me take a lot of the action I needed to. So I highly recommend that book. I will pop that in the show notes. And I'll also put all of your socials and places that people can connect with you. But for anyone that can't read that right now, where's the best place that they can find you online? The best place is Instagram. Come and connect there. It's Laura J. O'Hagan. That is my handle. Thank you, Laura, so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast with me, Emma Louise Parks. If you enjoy this show, please, please subscribe, rate and leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, one lucky reviewer each month will win a 60-minute one-on-one coaching session with me where you'll get the clarity and confidence to attract your ideal clients. And if you know someone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share and help me reach as many fellow ambitious introverts as possible.